0: The U.S. Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay, with outstanding federal benefits and up to twenty thousand dollars in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov/career/usbp. Nick Cannon is so modern, and Nikki's bringing a tough but important message. Let's go. Welcome in. This is Religionless Christianity. I'm your host, Spencer. This is my beautiful wife, Nikki. Hi. And today, we are going to touch a little bit on the news. And then Nikki's going to bring a message that's been impressed on her heart to bring. We'll discuss that. So before we dive in, honey, is there anything you would like to say?
1: Yeah, I just want to say we have a friend. Um, in the state we just moved from who's going through really hard times in life and, you know, just announcing that she's renouncing her faith, just saying that she's not a child of God anymore because she doesn't see her prayers being answered and just in light of the things going on in her life, she just thinks that it's like God is just not not there. And, yeah, just pray. Pray for her. Um, her name's Micah. And, yeah, she's just someone who others see as very strong in the faith, so it's very shocking when someone comes out and it says something like that. So, yeah, and just for us to be to be on guard because we haven't gone through the same trials and temptations and all that that someone else has gone through. We haven't been tested in every way and that we would uh, just not judge someone else when, when they're going through a hard time and just to pray for them to return.
0: Definitely. She also has young children, so definitely keep them in prayer. You, know, you don't want to see an entire family walk away from God just based on a mother's action. So she's got good kids, they're awesome. so pray for her and her children. and then Today's my birthday, or I'm sorry, yesterday was my birthday, um, but 36 now, feel like it. I don't know if that's good <laughs> or bad, but um, also, we have, didn't even realize this as we were going through, this is episode 62 for us, which is pretty nice. I mean, the idea that we put together 62 of these with all the chaos that our life throws at us is pretty impressive. So if you've been with us the whole time, or you just found us, we certainly appreciate you being here. And we hope to um, have another 62 episodes under our belt here pretty shortly. So that was pretty good news. (laughs) But we, we do have a really good biblical topic that we're going to discuss today. But since we haven't really been diving into the news a whole lot over the last couple weeks, because of our kind of getting caught up on the review for the Rise and Fall of Mars Hill podcast that we've been doing. So we've kind of been missing out on a lot. So we wanted to take a chance today just to touch on a new story that was really getting under my skin before (laughs) Nikki gets into stuff that's way better to talk about, which is biblical stuff. So (laughs) the new story that's really got me fired up this week is about Nick Cannon. And if you're unfamiliar with who Nick Cannon is, he was the host of I believe America's Got Talent. He's an actor in a lot of different things on television. I think he was most famous for being married to Mariah Carey, apparently. That was his his thing. And <laughs> uh, we got this article from insider.com. And we'll have it linked down in the description as well. So you can go check it out for yourself. But if you want to read that headline, honey, um,
1: Yeah, it says Nick Cannon said monogamy is a Eurocentric concept that he doesn't subscribe to. And he said that he doesn't subscribe to monogamy when asked about his children with multiple women on the Breakfast Club radio show. And he goes on to say that's a Eurocentric concept when you think about the ideas of you're supposed to have this one person for the rest of your life. And really, that's just to classify property when you think about it.
0: Like, there's so much (laughs) wrong with this. Um, Yeah. And there's so many, and this is why we want to bring it up, because there's so many great lessons you can talk to your children about with this. Uh, Because like we always say, you may be unfamiliar with Nick Cannon, but your children aren't. They know who Nick Cannon is. And most likely, they probably think he's pretty cool. and. When people that your children think are cool say completely idiotic things right. and ungodly things, you know, your kids can be swayed. So it's important to, and that's why we want to touch on these new stories is, you know, kind of find ways of pointing out to your children, like why this is not a proper way. Um, so like this whole statement is to me, just like Nick trying to justify Basically that he's a selfish pervert uh, Mm -hmm. is the way I see it, you know, but he kind of wants to portray himself as like this noble or modern thinking man. Mm -hmm. And really like Nick, uh, Nick Cannon's given over to the desires of his flesh is what this is. And then rather than just coming face to face with that and sort of realizing the damage that it's caused, the problems that it, it causes, he's just making up some, you know, stupid, concept and he sort of shifts the blame onto the mothers yeah and this isn't terribly unique to him we all do this you know but nick cannon he's just not being an honest person here basically he's lying to cover up his unrepentant sin and the story i think goes he has seven children from four different mothers and that's just an awful awful way to live
1: yeah it's just i think When we want to talk about these things with our kids, I mean, I don't know. Our kids know who Nick Cannon is. Maybe they've heard of him from other kids. I don't know. I know,
0: they've watched America's Got Talent before, so yeah, it's
1: true. Um, I think it's just opportunity to talk about what the Bible says marriage is because it's a biblical concept. It's not a Eurocentric concept.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like it goes back a little further than Europe. Yeah, you know everything.
1: This is just how it is with raising kids, we're going to constantly have to point to, uh, just the contrast of the way the world lives versus the way God tells us to live. So there's just so many teachable moments, just looking to the world. And I mean, it's not like we brought this up to our kids. I just,
0: no, not yet, but your kids may it's mention just this in, or, yeah,
1: it's just, they're learning, they're learning, learning the world's ways without us even knowing it sometimes, because they don't bring up everything that they hear and are taught. And they don't even think to ask us, say, hey, is this true? And Yeah, and that's why it's
0: important to go back to the Bible with your kids. Like she mentioned, this is a biblical idea, right? Marriage. And again, we hear this all the time with the homosexual movements and stuff, that marriage is sort of whatever we want. But you go all the way back to Genesis 2, verse 24, right? And it says, that is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife To his wife, and they become one flesh. So it goes back to the beginning, back to the garden. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why it's important to mention these things to your kids. And, you know, I think stories like this, especially like they get overlooked and sort of downplayed because, you know, Nick Cannon's famous and he's rich. And in a nation like ours, where like people just their insides melt at the idea of being rich and famous. It's all we desire anymore. Um, Like Nick Cannon's allowed to basically be a scumbag dad. And that's Mm -hmm. pretty much what he is because all the money in the world, it doesn't, you know, make up for the fact that you're not there when your baby wakes up at three in the morning screaming because it's hungry. You know, it doesn't make up for the fact that you're not there when your kid comes at two or three in the morning, scared from a nightmare and dad's not there to help them. Or whatever like being a dad is about so much more than just providing money to somebody and that's basically what nick cannon's saying and what people are allowing him to get away with is like ah he takes care of them right he gives them all the money they need but it's just it's so much more to being a dad and being a mom right to being a parent there's those small everyday things that you have to get after these kids for nick cannon is shirking that responsibility pretending like i'm rich so it makes up for it And then lastly, I just want to touch on these women, um, because the article says, you know, uh, or Nick Cannon says in the article that the women and all women are the ones that open themselves up and say, I would like to allow this man in my world and I will birth this child. And he says, so it ain't my decision. I'm just following suit. He said, they know how I feel. I'm not going to be around like, you know, who am am I going to impregnate next? That the woman is always the one who leads and makes the decision. I thought, man, that is such a pathetic, loser thing to say. And the fact is, like, there's seven children now. So far, whose lives are set up for failure because of a pervert father, and gold digging mothers, that put their own pleasures over the lives of these kids that they just created. So, man, these kids need so much prayer in their life. Pray that an actual godly mentor would come into their life, Um, because their parents sound terrible and i don't mean to be like disrespectful i know christians aren't supposed to say that but i mean my god like these people sound like awful people it's
1: just sad because there's people who are going to think that what he said was wise because of because he's famous
0: and that's the bigger point it's the same reason why we brought up simone biles in the previous episode you get away with it when you're nick cannon because you're wealthy and all these things. But people are going to see that and go, yeah, man, marriage is Eurocentric. Like, I'm not trying to, they're going to make these stupid justifications in their mind, but they don't have the money. They're just going to knock up women, leave and be like, she knew what she was getting into. And like, you didn't know that you were about to ruin a kid's life. So
1: they just think that money covers their sins.
0: Yeah, they don't. They're going to find that out eventually. And sadly, these kids are about to find that out. So I could go on this story forever. It gets me incredibly upset just to read about these things and talk about morons like Nick Cannon. Um, But we have bigger fish to fry here. And since this was an idea you sort of were percolating on, I'll let you run with the story. (laughs) Or that the story, the topic. I know, it's
1: always a story. (laughs) Well, I was thinking how there's so many... So many Christians, I guess just from being on Facebook and in other Christian groups, I've just seen so many Christians say like, oh, I don't go to a local church. It's just me and Jesus and that kind of talk. And so they don't, they don't fellowship with any believers. They think that they can just be a, a loner Christian. And when you're a Christian, you become part of the body of Christ. Like individual Christians make up his body and we're called to serve Christ through serving each other. And when we don't serve each other, we're neglecting Jesus. And yeah, like
0: just real quick before you die, think how stupid that idea of I'm a loner Christian is like, you are called the body of Christ. So you're like saying, well, no, if I'm like, I'm the fingernail that got clipped off and thrown in the trash. Like, well, you're not part of the body anymore. You're not, if the, if a Christian is the body of Christ and you're saying, I'm not actually a part of that body. Cause what part of the body is detached from the body? That's true. That's so it's point. just, it doesn't exist. It's just, it's such a, and I think that's a very modern thing that we sort of talk about as people and Christians nowadays. And you always hear it, right? because it's. And I'm sure you're going to probably get into this, but I don't go to church because I just, I don't like church and there's, it's full of hypocrites. Hear that all the time. And it makes me want to puke. Um, And we're going to do a topic on this probably at some point, but hypocrites are the perfect Christians because first off, everybody's a hypocrite. The only difference is Christians realized it and went to go find a savior. The rest of the world are hypocrites and they're too stupid to realize they need a savior. Excuse my tongue, but
1: yeah. Yeah. So the verse, well, I have several verses, but this one I just want to bring up first. When Jesus returns, we're all really familiar with the one where Jesus says, Depart from me. I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. And he's saying that to those who say, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out demons in your name and heal people in your name? You know, all the things where they could get the glory you know, by doing these outward works. And they look to those things as, as evidence that they belong to God. But he says, I never knew you. And so I come across this other verse where these people are told enter into the kingdom. And they're like, they don't even know why they're going into the kingdom. They ask. And uh, it's a little lengthy, but it's really good. It's uh, in Matthew um, 25, 31, and then it's going to go on. I don't remember where exactly I'm stopping, but when the son of man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you a drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. And then he goes on to tell those, um, depart from me to the goats, and lists all the same things and says, you know, you never did those things for me. Um, Says, assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it, To one of the least of these, you did not do it to me, and he's he's talking about the brethren. He's talking about when you serve the brethren, when you care for the brethren, in these in these ways, in the the least of the brethren. So it just had me thinking, like, who in the body of Christ is seen as the least of the brethren, and we just overlook them. But when we serve the least, those ones who aren't as esteemed and well known and popular in the church you're serving Christ. And if we realized that we were serving Jesus when we serve one another in the body, we would be more willing. Um, I think we need to realize that and really think on this because he doesn't say here, enter into the kingdom because of all the miracles and the healings and the prophesying you did. He says, enter in because you served the brethren because you did these things for what it me. reminds
0: me of is reading through that. You remember that last episode of the chosen when he's talking to Matthew and he's like giving him the mm-hmm. beatitudes and he's like, he tells him before the beatitudes, I'm going to, I'm giving you a map or I'm giving you a roadmap. I think he's what he says to him. And he tells him the beatitudes, you know, blessed are the poor in spirit and all this. And Matthew is like, oh, that's wonderful. But how is it a map? And Jesus tells him like, if you want to find me, look for me among these people. Mm. Like mm. you need to be among his oh, people good. to find him. You're not going to find Jesus mm. in your bedroom by yourself. Um, you know, most likely you need to be around God's people to yeah. find God. That's what you're called to.
1: Yeah. So I, my point is that like these people who are, uh, whatever reason they don't want to go to church because, you know, it's full of hypocrites or whatever. They are being in, well, they're being sinful. And I was going to talk about, I remember learning about this when we went to Manna church in North Carolina and they talked about the sins of commission versus sins of omission. Sins of omission is the things you're supposed to be doing and you don't do. Because we talk a lot about sins, like practicing um, iniquity, practicing lawlessness. But the other side of that coin is being disobedient and not practicing righteousness because we're not supposed to just sit around and do nothing we're supposed to be working not just not just not working sin but working righteousness and this is a big problem because when jesus returns and these people who are being loner christians stand before jesus what what are they going to say uh, he's not going to say enter in. He's going to call them a wicked and lazy servant. And there's another verse, or it's a parable that Jesus gives about the um, master that leaves and leaves the three servants uh, yeah, with the talent. Yeah, I think I might have that on my phone. And I thought that really stood out to me because he says, You wicked and uh, lazy servant. And. Well, and the thing, too, while you're looking that up is
0: you are, if you're one of these supposed loner Christians, you're a selfish person, essentially, because God made Mm -hmm. you for a purpose. God filled you with gifts and talents that were designed to be used for the body of Christ again, right? We're part of the body of Christ. So when you're saying, I'm a loner, I'm not going to be a part of this body, you're essentially saying all these gifts, all these, all this talent God gave me. I'm not giving it out to you guys the way I'm supposed to. I'm keeping it for myself. You're essentially yeah. being selfish. Unless you said sinful. I mean, we try to pretend like everybody else is so sinful, and that's why we're not around them. But the fact right. is you're being sinful by separating yourself, and you're being selfish by hoarding the gifts and talents that God gave you.
1: Exactly. Yes, yeah, so this parable... Um it says, for it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property, to when he gave five talents, to another two, um, to, and, and to another one. He went his way. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded. Well, it just goes on to say they traded with the last one. Doesn't he. hides his He hides his one talent. Um so the master returns he says well done good and faithful servant to the others you have been faithful over a little i will set you over much uh, enter into the joy of your master and then um and then he he also who had received one talent came forward saying master i knew you to be a, a hard man reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed so i was afraid and i went and hid your talent in the ground here you have what is yours but his master answered him you wicked and slothful servant is what this version says, or it'll say lazy servant. You knew that I'd reap where I have not sown and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. And then he says, cast he casts them into the outer darkness. Um, So that that makes me think, you're wicked and you're lazy. It's like that laziness part we're not working righteousness. We're just hiding. We just want to be a Christian all on our own. And that's, I know that part really it convicted me too, because we can just get busy in life and um, forget about the body of Christ because we're so wrapped up in our own needs and our own just stressful lives. We're so busy that we neglect the body of Christ. And I felt like I, I really needed, I'm glad I came across that. in it was really just one of those readings where the Holy Spirit like is teaching you in that moment because teaches with conviction too. But it's like also at the same time, it gives you hope because you know, when you're convicted, God hasn't forsaken you. You're just, you're just kids still. If you don't get convicted, that should make you worry (laughs) because he's a loving parent. He will um, correct us.
0: No, absolutely. And um, this is definitely going to be a topic I imagine mm-hmm. we address again here shortly. Uh, but in this, for the sake of keeping this episode in our time, time slot that we're looking for, baby, is there anything you would like to oh say goodness. to wrap this up?
1: Maybe. Maybe another verse. <laughs> well, I'll say my last piece <laughs> yeah, before, ahead, while honey. you're looking
0: up your verse. So obviously, this is a pretty tough message. And we all fall into this camp at some point in our life where we sort of pull back and you know stuff like that but you know the thing is is like the church it is difficult there are people that irritate you they're screwed up they do Mm -hmm. a million things wrong but you're still called to be there like you are serving God by being there being a part of Mm -hmm. it and being screwed up with everybody else and not thinking that you're somehow above it all or more high-minded and you know we're called to be there in the mix in the mess with all these other people sharing, living life with them. That's what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's ugly. It's frustrating at times, all of that. But in the end, you know, if the alternative is being cast into outer darkness or being called into the King's court, you know, like it's worth it in the end. And God gave you gifts and talents and you need to share those with the world right. and especially the body of Christ.
1: Yeah. And I was thinking on how, Jesus always went back to the temple, even though it was full of the hypocritical Pharisees and he didn't just back off and he went in and he said, He who has an ear, let him hear. He went back to preach to those who would hear. And he, you know, he dealt with the Pharisees as as he needed to, but it didn't keep him away. And, and um the hypocrites shouldn't keep up keep us away either. And I just wanted to end on the this one, first John three ten. Um in this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. This is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain, who was of the wicked one and murdered his brother. Why did he murder him? Because his works were evil and his brother's righteous. Do not marvel, my brethren, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. So. Right there, we know we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. That is the sign right there. That's number one. You know you're a Christian if you have love in your heart for the brethren who are the body of Christ. Do you love them? Don't get caught up thinking you need to be doing. I mean, we want to do the miracles, we want to desire the greater gifts and all that, but if it's all nothing, you know what is it? In Corinthians verse or second, how the greatest of these is love. It's all in vain. You know, Mm -hmm. you can do all this and that. And I should have took that verse down too. We can put it on there. But the greatest is love. It's all in vain if there's no love. And that's what that means when he says, depart from me. They They did it without love.
0: Yep, absolutely. So like I said, we'll probably be on this topic again sometime in the near future. But for today, that's all we got. Um, please stick around. I think Wednesday we'll be having our next review of the rise and fall of Mars Hill and then coming back with hopefully some good news on Friday. Um, Although it looks like the Middle East is on fire. So that's all we got for you guys. Love you. God bless.